I just want to say fuck you to Dustin Taylor because no, that, uh, goofy review. Uh, hello, nine zero two one zero. We don't do goofy reviews here. We do something serious. We do serious, hard hitting journalism. Dick. Seriously. Oh my and god. I know for a fact that that probably is. I would say ninety nine percent sure that that is dirty, dirty Dustin. Popsyndicate.com. Your one stop for all your unhealthy obsessions. Breaking news and in-depth reviews on all of your favorite movies, music, TV shows, podcasts, comics, books. Popsyndicate.com. Hi, this is Angela Kinsey from NBC's The Office, and you're listening to The Break Room. Raise the roof. What's up? Oh, drop failure for the producer. What way? It's one of those really old ones that are not very loud. Go fuck your mother. That was better. Eh, maybe a little bit. And a very abbreviated intro for Break Room episode 117. Got uh, Jam Master Dave over here in the corner. He's black. He's black. Jam Master Dave? Yeah. Right. Back on the scene. <laughs> Chopper Dave! Spinning and flipping and cranking. Jam Master J. Oh, I already messed Jam it up. Jam Master Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Chopper Dave! So welcome back, Dave. What's up? Uh, would you like to apologize for your absence? <coughs> All your fans out there? There, that's their apology. That's why I wasn't here last week. No longer fans. It was pretty, pretty bad apology. It was really terrible. And now I was, was kind of sick last week. I had just come back from town from the business trip, so Ooh. I was already kind of run down. Fancy. And then I got started feeling sick. What kind of business trip was this? Drug deal gone good? Risky business. Mm. That's what. You were horny. Did I do that? Whoa. Whoa. Watch out, Steve. Really loud. <laughs> so, another fine, fine episode for the classic break room crew. I'd like to uh, do a random breaking news here. All right. Have you guys ever seen... Wait, I don't think we have the breaking news sounder, which you... The so. masturbation habits of old men. <laughs> so frequently okay, there we play. go. There we go. <laughs> Have you guys uh, ever seen the show Operation Repo on True TV? Uh, it sounds fake. No. Okay. Well, I actually watched it the other day, and I would say it's a flash in the pan, and it'll probably burn out really fast, but it's really funny for just a brief watch. What's it about? I'm brought- guessing it's a, bit re- a reality show about repo men. I think it it's is. about sex. Or it's about it? reproduction. Uh, <laughs> re- not repro. Operation Repo. Oh, sorry. Repo. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's about uh, a couple of people that repossess cars. And if you see these people, you probably wouldn't want your car repossessed by them because they could probably beat your ass pretty good. No, yeah? Yeah. So, so anyway. Do, I brought, do they beat ass in the show? I brought a little bit of audio some for of the, it, from it, actually. Ooh, go for it. So, here Fire, we go. go. So this is the plan, gentlemen. We're going to... we got a repo order here for a... Uh, it's a 2005 Ford Explorer. Ford Explorer pickup. What the heck is that? It's that weird looking one. Track. It's that oh, weird looking one. Oh, track. Yeah. Ah, okay. The little one. This one's we have plates, silver. The guy's behind two payments. Special notes. The guy called and threatened debtor. Was the guy's wait, wait a minute. What? He called and threatened who? He called and threatened the finance company that if anybody. 
Now this guy's an idiot. This guy was making threatening calls. He didn't even know what he's talking about. The gentleman in question, the, uh, the owner in question, uh, uh, was very violent, very um, agitated with the finance company. So I was already on guard when we were rolling up on this particular repo. Your name, Oscar. Is your name, uh, are you Mr. Ramirez? Are you Mr. Ramirez? It's a repo. Hey, I need to talk to you for a second. This is a repossession. Wait, wait, wait. Just calm down. Hey, I got my hold up. No, no, no. I need you to calm down. Are you calm? Are you calm? Are you calm? What the hell you It's a repo, bro. It's a repo. Relax. It's a repo, man. I just need you to calm down. I mean, talk to the bank. Listen, that's not my problem. You're two payments behind. Wait, no, no, no. Back away from my guys. Back away. You need to calm down. Relax. Relax. Talk to me, man. Calm down. What are you guys doing? Relax. Pure confrontation. The video is obviously much funnier. You son of a Relax, you son of a What's your problem, man? What's your problem, man? Relax. Relax. Call the cops. Call the cops. So anyway, it's obviously a lot of disorder and... Now, did they purposefully go at a time when the guy was like outside by his truck so they Shirtless. could make sure and uh, did they? have a confrontation with him? Did sure, they? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Was the but guy outside when they were repossessing it and drove up? The guy was walking out of uh, the garage as they drove up. So is it like cheaters? Is it planned? Uh, Probably, but it still makes for funny. The TV. couple of repos I've seen, like going down. Yeah. It's like the middle of the night. Yeah. The dude's driving with the tow truck, hook it up, and they're gone in like four or five seconds. It's insane how fast they can get a car out of there. Oh, yeah. They do it quick. They do it quick even on this show. But, yeah, it's always there's always some confrontation, you know. One of them, they were at a pizza place, and they went inside to get the keys from this woman, and she freaked out. So the big dude that goes with them, like, closed the door to the place and held them inside while they were going oh, in there. Jesus. And getting all the stuff out of the car. Like I said, it's a, it's a flash-in-the-pan kind of show. Probably get bored after a couple hours. But it was kind of funny to watch 30 minutes of it yesterday. So it's basically white trash TV? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So uh, They got a lot of clips on online, too, if you want to see probably the good stuff. Make you sure you search watch for those. Repo Men. Operation Repro. Operation Men. Repro, Operation yeah. Repro. Make sure you don't search for Repro. Yeah, not Repro, <laughs> no. Or maybe you should. So anyway, that's what I brought to the show. We'll see you later. Why don't you do a search for Operation Repro? Well, you have a good time. Uh, we'll talk to you later. All right. So let's see what Operation Repro brings up. Since Dave demands it, if I could spell it. Why? Ovarian function, reproduction, and later operation. That doesn't make sense. That sounds way more interesting. Yeah. I think I'd rather watch Operation Repo. <laughs> Anyways, so as we said last week, we actually had something planned ahead of time. Oh, I think that's the. Oh, that was the drive. That's okay. fine. We're good. All right. I was Work thought the it. computer was breaking as usual. Um, yeah. We're talking about the Hall of Fame, all off. the induction, <laughs> Hall of, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction class of 2009. But are nomin- you serious? Sorry, not the class, the nominees. But are so you serious? Potential inductees. But are you serious? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're serious, train yard. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, that's not cool. So every this, year... When did this happen? When just recently? Happen? Did they list this just recently? Yeah, they... Uh, why? Just released it, I believe, in late September. The actual ceremony is going to happen in uh, late January, I think. Something like or that. Early January, something like that. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is actually in Cleveland, is Cleveland Ohio, but they actually hold the uh, ceremony in New York City, <laughs> well. the Waldorf Astoria, for some reason, which doesn't really make sense. Um, the first 
people included. You didn't know that everything in life happens in New York City? I know. And you can't, God forbid, have anything happen anywhere else? That or Los Angeles, one of the two. Yeah. No, that's a good point. But yeah, primarily. Los Angeles sucks. It does suck. Los Angeles sucks hard. I don't understand why that became such a mecca for people to move to. It was probably nice back in the day. It just sucks now. It looks like a piece of shit on everything you see it on. It yep. just looks all run down. Can we send Hurricane Katrina there? Yeah. To just destroy it? We could have sent Ike there instead. <coughs> Let's send them both. It was worse than Houston. Houston's a shithole, but yeah. Los Angeles is an even bigger one. Right. Exactly. When Hurricane Lovitz comes through, we'll send that one that way. But at least they're not gay like Boston. That's true. Yeah. The hurricane will hop, skip, and jump over to Boston just to make sure they get there. <laughs> so let's. Uh, I think it's really quite obvious that uh, we should comprise the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame committee. Bleh. Uh, who decides who gets in and who doesn't? Oh, I uh, think so. But unfortunately, we haven't been. So we're going to have to go all unofficial here. So let's talk about this year's nominees. What to do? Is this a clip for the first nominee? It says. Quite a pleasing tune. It's really <laughs> rocking. I say yes, they're in. <laughs> what group is that again? The it's nobody. Don't the worry Napoleon about it. Dynamite. Uh, yes, it's Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. In. So the uh, first contestant to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and by the way, the rules are breaking indie news now. Now, 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 now. You have to have been around for twenty-five. <laughs> 25 years, meaning 25 years after your first record is when you're first eligible. 16. So, first up is Little Anthony and the Imperials. Nobody's heard of them. And here comes the song. So, they were a group formed in 1957, uh, comprised of Little Anthony Gordine, Ernest Wright, Clarence Collins, and Sammy Strain, although Little Anthony left eventually. So I don't know why uh, he has still Little Anthony Blanthony. and the Imperials without him. Black Little Anthony's Double Dead Ghost and the Imperials. Uh, the first hit was Tears on My Pillow, and then they had other hits. Um, there were- like Shimmy Shimmy Coco Bop. <coughs> I'm on the outside looking in. This one going out of my head hurts so bad. I miss you so. Take me back. Hurt and out of sight, out of mind. Didn't that feature- Why didn't you play Shimmy Shimmy Coco Pop? I know. Because I didn't have that one. Unfortunately. Now that's... You own this song? Yeah, I do. Actually, uh, it came on... Uh, I guess last year, when I was still writing reviews for Pop Syndicate, hey, I got a huge box set of I, Dick Clark uh, he typed in, uh, and this was in there. He typed in random shit into the iTunes store search <laughs> and just bought everything that came up. <laughs> Golden it's an amazing showers. category. <laughs> Golden showers. He had gold showers and random in there. shit. <laughs> so, I guess I'd be more on the video side. Let's uh, let's get the votes. Dave, what's your vote for Little Anthony and the Imperials? I was going to let them in, but you didn't play Shimmy Shimmy Coco Pop, so they're it's out. The only song I like they're out. They're out just because yep. of my music selection? You screwed them out of their prize. Well, that's I guess it, I, probably a good thing. What? Fuck them. Dustin, <laughs> what is your vote for Little I Anthony? It, I, you know what? In the Imperials, em. minus Little Anthony at times. I just issued it. Which was? I just... I, you know what? Fuck them. So... With that, little Anthony, you have been struck down. Personally, I don't think a group like this should ever be nominated for the yeah, Rock and Roll really Hall of Fame. Rock and They're roll. not They're fucking like, Rock and Roll. For like the Cheese Ball Hall of Fame. Maybe. How about the Pop Hall of Fame? Yeah. How about that? Start that is not Rock and Roll. That's clean diarrhea. That's at the most R and B, but is clearly pop. All right. All right. The so next, fuck you, little Anthony. <laughs> next contestant for the All Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right. class of two thousand nine 
is Jeff Beck, uh, formerly of the Yardbirds, and played with Eric Clapton and Jimmy Page. Uh, he has been named the number 14 guitarist of the top 100 guitarists, if that makes sense. Shut up! Um, this is his song, Because We've Vented His Lovers. Um, he toured also with Rod Stewart with the uh, Jeff Beck group when he went solo. <laughs> And That's he's also original. credited with being the first one to use feedback intentionally as a guitarist. And he's That's an original name. Jeff Beck? The Jeff Beck Group. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to think about that for a long time. Here's a little smooth Jeff Beck for you. So Dustin, what's your vote for Jeff Beck? I thought it was the other Beck. I was going to vote for him. Well, he would be really old if that was the I was case. hoping it was Jeff Buckley. <laughs> William F. Buckley? Not a good rocker. <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> I think he's double dead too now. He is double dead. Uh, so that's God, a no ow, for Jeff hurts. Beck. Yeah. Seriously? No, that's fine. Whatever. Not. I don't really care. Don't let Put him back man. you down from your stance. Put him in. I just lost a lot of respect for you. <laughs> I don't really care. Got run over by the by the bus driver. <laughs> that's right. I don't know so anything about him. You know so what? I just because you just, just ran Dustin's vote over. I just told you about him. Well, just, but I've never really heard him, so I can't really vote him in. Just because okay. you ran then over you say no. his vote, I say no too. <clears throat> well, I think you guys are quite absurd. I would have said yes. Put in my ass. My vote doesn't matter. I think Sorry, uh, Jeff you, Beck, you're out. I think you're insane for not doing that. Maybe he he might be able to come up on a second ballot. Yeah. Maybe the old timers can put him in. Yeah. You have to wait like 20 years for the second <laughs> ballot. <laughs> All right. This, uh, this next band, I don't think anybody... Uh, will really vote in. This is Chic. Uh, they were a disco right. band formed in the late 70s from uh, right. Mal Rogers and Bernard Edwards. Uh, they helped launch the career of Luther Vandross, and they had uh, po- or song hits like uh, Dance, Let's Dance, Dance, Perrins, Yowza, 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 1977, uh, Le Freak, I Want Your Love, Good Times, My Forbidden Lover, uh, and oh boy. guess what? They've been nominated five times now for the Hall of Fame. Girl, love it. So, Dave, I'm going to go ahead and say that you probably vote yes on this. I say fifth time's a charm. Fifth time's a charm. All right. (laughs) I say yes. Is this the fifth time? Yep. I'm going to say no. This is awful. They can't go six, man. They can't go six. They can't go six. How about you don't... They can just not make it. How about you get three tries and you're out? Yeah. They can go in the shitty disco hall of fame. (laughs) So we need to start the, that in Mark. The shitty disco hall. We need to start that in Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> the shitty disco we can just, hall. We can just run it out of Mark's spare bedroom. <laughs> it's about the size of it. <laughs> it's just this playing over and over. Yeah. Yeah, this is like Donna Summer. So, so Mark, what do you say? Are they in or out? Absolutely fucking not. Sheep die. You yeah. should never be nominated again. We're going to have a really small hall of fame if we ran it. Well, that's, that's good. what it should be. It'd be picky. It'd be this a lot should, better. It should be good. It should be quality over quantity. Bend over, Dave. <laughs> the uh, next entrant... In, yeah, entrant is uh, Wanda Jackson, uh, who started her career in 1954 uh, with uh, Black her pop album. Um, however, in the 1960s, she decided to go country and became a rockabilly singer. Uh, toured with Elvis, Jerry uh, Lee, Lewis, her in, Buddy huh? Holly. Uh, she had a hit with this song and Fujiyama Mama. Fu- yeah, I guess that's how you say it. Uh, oh, wow. But once she switched over to country, she never really found the same success. Oh, wow. She's oh, wow. currently inducted oh, wow. in the Oklahoma oh, wow. Country Music Hall of oh, wow. Fame. Oh, wow. So she's the like Rockabilly the... Hall of Fame, the International Hall of Fame, the International Gospel Music Hall of Fame, the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame, <laughs> and the German Country Music Hall of Fame. Have you so heard about this? She's kind of like um, the Jessica Simpson of the 50s. Oh, right. 
the, the country switch and then started sucking ass even more than before. Except she's considered the first female rock and roll hall singer. The Wayne Wayne Superman. <laughs> rock and roll singer. I'll say yes. No. This sounds no? good. I absolutely good. say yes. No. Absolutely. Rockabilly. She has kind of a punk rocky voice, but for back in the day. For a yeah, chick. Exactly. She I was know. a pine. Sounds kind of like a dude chipmunk. There you go. That's exactly the reason to vote her in. <laughs> That's what it said on her on her ballot. <laughs> Sounds like a dude chipmunk. So she's in. <laughs> she was Big the inspiration. Check mark yes for the chipmunks. Little known fact. Little known very fact. little. <laughs> no one knew it. No one still knows it. All right. Uh, the next entrant. So Wanda Jackson is in, and All right. uh, All right. Jeff Beck is in. Next entrance. No, I thought Jeff Beck didn't get in. Jeff uh, Beck is not in. Did you reverse Dustin's oh, that's right. no vote again? I forgot about that. Shit. So, so okay, far, so Wanda, Wanda Jackson, Jackson is the only one in the Hall of Fame for this year. All right, the next group uh, up for entrance into our loved Hall of Fame is nope. Run DMC. They're not in. Uh, they were comprised the of lick, lick a dill. Reverend Run, DMC Daniels, Jam Master J. Uh, they were a big success in the 80s. Um... And of course, their most widely known hit, especially among white people, is this song, uh, Walk This Way with Aerosmith. Um, in 1990, they tried to go gangster, gangsta, excuse me, uh, but they kind of felt torn because they felt that they uh, kind of brought violence or they were associated with the violence in the rap scene that was coming about. And ironically, Jam Master J was killed uh, by a gunshot. Well, you can't get in, man. Um, so they're he won't even be there. He won't care. That's true. Give it to people that care. I so, say no. Dustin, this what's is your not this having one song with a guitar in it doesn't make it rock hey, and roll. He's toured with Kid Rock. It's called they rap. Have toured with Kid Rock. Kid Rock is not really rock and roll either. He's mostly rap too. I don't. And this song sucks. I like this song. I don't mind this song. Terrible. They're cool. I like them in general, but not as a rock and roll Hall of Fame band. I was gonna say it's not. If you're gonna say they're rock and roll. I mean, you have to be no. Rock it's and not roll. rock and roll. So this is not. If we let them in as rock and roll. Uh, we have to let Little Anthony in right. as rock and roll. Because <laughs> yeah. I think the little one Republican. <laughs> yeah, Little Anthony with or without Little Anthony is way closer to rock than these guys. This are. is rap. This is rap with a special guest rock and parents again. By Aerosmith. If you want to have a rap Hall of Fame, go for it. Go for it, but not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So Dustin, you say no. Yet again, I say no. All right. So, Run DNC, you are dead. Just like Jamie Mr. Jones. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Wow, we even got a Pac Man sound effect for that. Look <laughs> at that. Did. He knew that one was coming. He knew you were going to power it down. All right. This next band is uh, really loud. <laughs> this is uh, the Stooges, formed in 1967, led by Iggy Pop. <sighs> and uh, are known as one of the biggest influences in rock and roll, uh, especially punk rock. And of course, Siggy Pop is known for uh, being a little bit of a nut. Like spread, he would spread uh, peanut butter on his chest on during a concert and uh, flash his balls. He's crazy um, because he's always he's always like <coughs> like giant ball. Sorry, that's crazy. He's always cracked out of his mind looking. Yeah, but he's still always ripped like a bodybuilder. I know. <laughs> he looks like a heroin addicted Anthony. It's like Pegas. he takes his heroin with his protein shakes. He like mixes the heroin in. <laughs> Maybe that's the best way to take it. Have Maybe you tried so. that? Maybe that's why you're not ripped, Dave. Maybe so. Maybe I need to start doing heroin protein shakes. <laughs> Maybe we should. Well, we all should. Let's go back on the fatty challenge, except we'll take heroin shakes. <laughs> well, I'll do the Iggy Pop diet. <laughs> yeah. uh, the band was never commercially successful when they were originally uh, releasing albums, and eventually well, they Dave's broke up. Them in, then. 
1974 <laughs> due to Iggy Pop's problems with heroin. Uh, they got back together <laughs> and, in 2003 and, and, and been playing shakes. <laughs> yeah, trouble with protein shakes <laughs> influenced with heroin. Uh, so, Mark, what do you say? I say absolutely the student should be in. One of the biggest influences of all time. I say anyone that drinks heroin protein shakes is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame automatically. All right. <laughs> and it is not commercially successful. Exactly. <laughs> they didn't make the top ten ever. They loves them. All right. So that leaves Wanda Jackson and Iggy Pop as so far the only. No, is it Iggy Pop or is it the Stooges? Sorry, the Stooges. The Stooges. <laughs> I was looking at heroin addicted. Iggy he doesn't Pop automatically get in just because his band gets in. Well, Iggy Pop, I think, is already in by himself. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not really gonna willing to find yeah. out. Yeah. You should probably shouldn't just state that as fact if you have no idea. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and state it as fact. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. Although we should note that Jeff Beck is already in the Hall of Fame by way of the Yardbirds, who were inducted in 2002. Well, he definitely doesn't deserve to be in again. Absolutely. Uh, okay. The next group is famous for this song, Lowrider. They're called War, formed in 1969 by Howard E. Scott and Harold Brown. And uh, they were really considered a fusion rock funk jazz band with Latin influences and anything else you want to toss in. They also had Why Can't We Be Friends, which was kind of a big pop hit. That one was um, kind of a beating. They got better songs than that. Don't they have War? The song War? I don't know. That, was, that wasn't them. You sure? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it was. Look it up. War, what's it good for? That song? You sure it's not U2? Isn't that? U2 I'm has an sure. album called War. Pretty sure it wasn't U2. Because it was back in the 70s. Uh, the group was a production of Jerry Goldstein uh, and Eric Burden from The Animals. And, uh, yeah. So, let's see. Just verify that. While I'm looking this up. Why can I remember this? No, not the Jet Li movie. <laughs> Artist is more, dude. Edward, Edward Starr. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. It, wait a minute. No, it was Edward Starr. Yeah, you're wrong. Die. Okay, so, Dave, bad. what's your vote for war with Lowrider? I'll let him in. I say they're in, too. I say they're out. But So they're in. You say they're, they're out? In. I do say they're out. I don't Why think they that? were... Again, I don't know that fusion jazz funk rock is really... It's rock. rock. <laughs> but I do give them credit for this song. I don't know. I'm torn. My vote doesn't matter. I'm torn on this band. So oh, they're, they're in. in, so fuck you. So War, the Stooges, Wanda Jackson. Their name being War makes up for how unrocky their music is. They have a rock and roll <laughs> name. And they were very focused on politics, by the way. Much like yourself, Dave. They're very what? Very focused on politics. Oh, apparently. okay. Okay, the next one is more of a singer-songwriter. This is Bobby Womack. And this is his song Across 110th Street from the soundtrack of the same name. Uh, he was the lead singer of the Valentinos, found some success there. He was die, the guitarist faggot, for uh, Sam Cooke. God. Uh, wrote the original version of the Rolling Stones. It's Not all over vote. now. Um, that's really all I got to say about Bobby Womack. Uh, just a big singer-songwriter. Wrote for everybody across every genre, just about. I say no. That's Dustin's vote. That's two. I say no to Ooh, three out. Bobby Womack. He might deserve to be in there, but I've never heard of him. So. We've never heard of him. You die, Bobby Womack. <laughs> I don't like him. And finally, I think these guys are a lock. These, these? These, these, so these are these. Why'd you pick this gay song? Well, it's, I don't know. It was in his random shit search. <laughs> All 
Alright, fine. It was just one I randomly That's grabbed. That's fine. Whatever. No, it no, doesn't matter. No. Before we can officially introduce them. We need something off Ride the Lightning or something. How about... Give me fuel, give me fire, give me time. So kind of gay. So this is, of this course, is still from their downhill side of their career. Exactly. That's why. This is off Reload. Very best of, ni- of the 90s or something like that. Probably better. Uh, very Inner best. Sandman. That would be a good one. Pick that. Although the show will be over before the intro is finished. Good point. The show that really cares what you talk about. <laughs> yeah, the Tom exactly. Like a Show. Uh, anyways, this is not the Tom Like a Show, surprisingly. Uh, they were a heavy metal Thank band, God. of course, formed in 1981 in Los Angeles, consisting of Lars Ulrich, James Hetfield, Dave Mustaine, and Ron McGovney. Uh, Mustaine and McGovney oh, left. By a right wing <laughs> no! Uh, they were replaced by Kirk Hammett and Cliff Burton, and then uh, Cliff Burton got uh, crushed by the Metallica tour bus when it flipped. Ooh. And he was replaced That's by Jason vagina. Newstead. Newstead left right before St. Anger. That sounds like a convenient mistake. <laughs> Maybe he was drinking the heroin shake, and maybe they wanted him out of the band. Uh, Oops! Flipped the bus on him. <laughs> Oopsie! And Can you check is- to see if this tail light is working? <laughs> and then they flipped the bus. <laughs> they all went to the other side and pushed it over. But if he's looking at the tail light, well, I'm just saying one of the light. He can look at it from the side. Check if the blinker's working. Yeah. Uh, the band has had 11 albums, two EPs. Five of the albums have had uh, hit number one, including their latest album, Death Magnetic. Just so I've heard. Do I heard anything off that? I have not. It's all right. And as a total, they have sold over 100 million albums and famous for being anti-fan. I still like their old shit better. Yeah, I'd have to like agree with you. Like they're older. Back when they had hair. Yeah. <laughs> Back when James Hetfield was taking his heroin, heroin shakes. Yeah. His, his hair and heroin shit. Heroin, heroin. <laughs> That's a disgusting shake. <laughs> so, Dustin, what is your vote for Metallica? Of course, they're in. Dave, what is your vote for so Metallica? We really have to vote. Yeah, we do. It's part of the process. And yes, they're in. I say absolutely they're in. I think that's the first unanimous positive vote, is it not? Uh, no, no, the Stooges. Yeah. And I'll I don't ever listen to them, them, but they're in. They're a huge influence. So, uh, good on you, Metallica. Uh, the Stooges and Wanda Jackson. Uh, Do you think anybody who, yeah. we, didn't, who we didn't uh, nominate Don't will actually get one in? more? No, that's it. No, we had one more on your list. Oh, that was uh, for the next one. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I just put it in the they same. have to be in, right? <laughs> yeah, they're probably already there. Probably. <laughs> okay, so on the other side of our break, we've got a brand new segment that I think everyone will love. Out go break. Just go out with that. I've tried fad diets, powders, pills. Still, my weight's been up and down like a yo-yo until the AIDS plan taught me how to take off weight and help keep it off. AIDS may taste like a candy, but AIDS contains one of the most effective appetite suppressants you can buy, and there's no stimulant in AIDS that could make you nervous. With AIDS, I ate less, so the weight came off. To help keep it off when I sometimes want things loaded with calories, AIDS helps put me in control. The AIDS plan can teach you how to take off weight and help keep it off. Try new peanut butter aids. <laughs> it's time for the break. Rooms double dead hall of fame. So, welcome back. This is our new segment, the double dead hall of fame. I'm hot. Whoa. I don't think Marlo's double dead yet. <laughs> uh, but this is the segment wherein we discuss the latest uh, deaths amongst we, the. So we, we. I wouldn't be able to tell if she's dead popular or Popular culture, considering they only have shows every once in a while. That's a good point. I kind of thought they might have both been dead for a little while. Maybe they're pod dead? Maybe. Maybe they're double dead pod deads. 
So Dave, let's uh, let's run down. Who's dead? <laughs> All right, Paul R. So, Nelson. He's still alive. <laughs> Why don't we all explain how this works? For so the basically, kind of like was in the last segment, we each have a vote, and we are establishing our first entrance into the Double Dead Hall of Fame. Uh, well, basically, somebody will qualify their worthiness or lack thereof are, to be in the Hall of Fame. Or we will qualify them. Well, we will qualify. We'll give their credits. How about that? We give their data, and then we decide about who it's goes to, in our yeah, hall. It's up of to fame. the dead people whether they qualify or not. <laughs> it's up to the dead people to succeed, yes. right? It's up for yeah, exactly. And look, if you're not good enough, go fuck yourselves and die again. Double die, exactly. Jesus. It's kind of mean, but right. And if you don't get in, you don't get to see Jesus. Let's put it that way. <laughs> All right. I already host a lot of sexy parties. We have <laughs> two. Um, Jesus and his sexy parties. <laughs> we have two dead people right now. He's rock and roll Jesus. Our man candidates. We have, there's a lot of dead people. Uh, most okay, of them. Say, it's really most down. of them are not worthy of our uh, double dead Hall of Fame. <laughs> we have two that are possible worthy contenders for the belts. All right. First off in this corner, but they're not going against each other, right? No, we can not. put them both in. Can we, we? Can put them both in? Yeah. Okay. First off, we have Richard Wright. Either of y'all know who he is. He would be the keyboardist for one Pink Floyd. Did you know that, Dustin? I did know that. Okay. So that's good for him as a starting point. Actually, I can play one of his songs. You knew who he was. He is... um, All right. Richard William Rick Wright. He was born in July of 1943. A long time ago. So he's an old. (laughs) Yes. And he a double dead. Just died on the fifteenth <laughs> of September, two thousand and eight. So his body's been sitting for a little while, waiting right. to get into the double dead Hall of Fame. So <laughs> start to smell. Right. We probably need to make a decision sometime soon. Yeah, good point. Um, they could have cremated him. We would have put him in. As you said, he was a keyboard and pianist for uh, pianist for Pink Floyd. He, um, according to Wikipedia's stats they have on him, he wasn't as prolific as some of the other guys in the band. He was kind of more of a side guy. He didn't do as much of the writing yeah. as some of the other guys or singing, but he sang a lot of backup and he wrote, he wrote some of the music. Roger Waters and Gilmore usually led most of it, and I guess Sid Barrett before he went crazy yeah. and started chatting in his shoes. <laughs> it says he wrote some significant pieces of, uh, of metal and Dark Side of the Moon and Wish You Were Here. Yeah. It just says pieces. So. Wish you were here contributing and, to that. And this one, Us and Them, I think was his... I think they... I read that this was his biggest commercial success. This and Great Gig in the Sky. Yeah. Uh, he went to the... When he was younger, he went to the Regent Street Polytechnic College of Architecture, which is where he met the other guys in the band Tom's that he joined up, up with. Huh. Um, Sounds like a fake place. When they first started, they were called the Pink Floyd Sound. Right. I did they know that. should have kept that name. You think so? Yeah. I don't Pretty know. Cool Good thing they didn't listen to you. Lots <laughs> of stuff about him contributing on different stuff. He didn't really write a whole lot of stuff except for when he did some solo albums. Yeah, which didn't do well. Which kind of, yeah, kind of sucked supposedly. He died um, in his home in Britain on the fifteenth of September at the age of sixty-five, <clears throat> and it says he was working on a new solo album. So we might have that coming I don't know out what's soon. What's going to happen with that? Yeah. What did he die of? AIDS. Um, AIDS farts. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody understands that. Un, uh, undisclo- <laughs> an undisclosed form of cancer. Ah, okay. Not AIDS farts. Yes. Ah. No, not, not AIDS farts. Fortunate for him. <laughs> That'd be a bad way to go. That's pretty much all they have on him. Yeah. He's, you know, big, but he wasn't 
the main was the main of part Floyd. of the huge band. Yeah. Right. So, Mark, what do you say? I'm going to say I'm going to vote him in because I, I just damn. I think. He, I mean, I think <laughs> okay. it was a, it was a hugely successful group. Um, it's your vote to vote him in. Yeah, I I, I say he's in absolutely. I as well say that he's in. Uh, just being part of Pink Floyd and contributing the the music that he did to this band was part of its huge success. Whether he really wrote it or he just played stuff that other people wrote, right. he was still able to do it well. Even though he wrote two songs on this album that you hate, yeah, Dark this Cousin. is part of this is the fifty percent that's good. <laughs> so yeah, I vote him in. Now, if this was a rock and roll hall of fame, he would definitely be in. Oh yeah, yeah. but I'm gonna say no. Yeah. Why do you say no? I didn't know him by name. All I knew right. some of the other names in the band, but I didn't know him by name. So maybe I'm just not a big Pink Floyd fan, but that's okay. Yeah, not everybody is. I say no. I say he doesn't deserve to be dead with us. <laughs> as long as, as long as you're overruled, he doesn't deserve to be on our Bernie Mac show that we call the Break Room. I mean, <laughs> our Bernie Mac show. Bernie Mac show. Also I mean, a double uh, dead. <laughs> Bernie Mac. What? I mean, uh, weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> The he doesn't deserve to be the Bernie Sorry, Weekend the, at Bernie's on our show. Weekend, we at Bernie, weekend at Bernie Max. <laughs> <laughs> That's why everyone loves me. <laughs> they should remake Weekend at Bernie's with Bernie Mac. <laughs> they should. With his corpse. With his actual corpse. corpse. <laughs> <laughs> so, All Richard right, Wright, so you get to be in our Hall of Fame, and to, you get to go to... We should to, probably keep a list of this Probably somewhere. should. Probably. Uh, you get to go to Jesus' Sexy Parties. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's what people get if they get into our <laughs> Hall of Fame. Now, uh, <laughs> we're keeping a list of it on the uh, notepad that right. you call a computer pad. That's a definite secure location <laughs> that will never be lost. I'll put it up on the website. Although it's actually probably safer than your hard drives. <laughs> probably That's true. Point. I have a backup hard drive. I'll put the piece of paper in the backup hard drive. I still have this pad back here that's been backed up that says... Uh, Tiny vagina stuff on it. Does it have the tiny vagina? No, it has a list of all the failed podcasts. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Well, that's important. Um, and then it looks like some stuff from your work. Yeah, I think you actually wrote the failed podcast. When do we get some clips from Division G laced in? That's not going to happen. Um, Come on, that should be our bumpers. It should. <laughs> Welcome back to Division G. <laughs> all right. Next up, I don't know. No, there probably no one has heard about this i don't think so he was y'all heard about this really not well known this guy whoever he is um i think i've seen him in the grocery store uh, is it paul paul r nelson randy newman leonard newman (laughs) i thought it was randy i guess it's i guess it's paul newman paul randy newman (laughs) the salad salad dressing guy yeah yeah yeah. randy newman nelson Uh, that's salad dressing guy he's got a good light balsamic (laughs) (laughs) the ranch is real good at tangy (laughs) Nice and tangy. <laughs> now the uh, Paul Newman is dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, uh, he was born on January twenty sixth, nineteen twenty five, and he died on September twenty sixth. Wait a second. Breaking in the news now. 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 <laughs> uh. Um, he was obviously a very very famous actor, and um. I, he has an insane list of stuff that he did. Yeah. So I thought I would just read through it real quick. <laughs> all right, all of it was yep. showing up at a uh, an event at Abilene High School <laughs> in a Ninja Turtle mask. One of the things. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> because someone we know dressed up as Paul uh, Newman for Halloween. About. 
Paul Newman the Ninja Turtle to be specific. <laughs> really? Look, it was it was an <laughs> award winning costume. That's very creative. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I think it's a good story. I don't know why you're embarrassed of it. So there was we you know I guess we should talk about it briefly. There was we used to have what Halloween parties for band every year. Something like that. I think you went as Batman that year because you had the I did I had the, the whole suite of armor everything yeah and I was at the last minute. Didn't know what to do. Had no costume. Saw so, a poster of Nobody's Fool starring Paul right, Newman. Right. I had. A, I actually had a poster of Nobody's Fool in my bedroom. I'd never seen the movie. For some reason, I had the poster in my bedroom because my entire bedroom was covered with like random posters, random movie posters, and hot chicks. So you're like, hmm, that looks like a good outfit. I have Paul a, Newman's wearing I have on an, the cover. I, yeah, I have an army jacket that kind of looks like that. <laughs> and then went over to your house and grabbed a fisherman's cap. Yeah. And. A Ninja Turtle mask. <laughs> I randomly had a Ninja Turtle mask. Right. I don't know why. But so? you decided to throw that on with the fisherman's hat. Right. Um, because the Ninja Turtles are awesome. Yeah, but... So there you go. Why, I mean, I think that's really the... Uh, so out of that became Paul Newman the Ninja Turtle. Right. Paul Newman the Ninja Turtle. <laughs> Which everyone should go as. The most award-winning costume in all of history. Exactly. I think that needs to be a new movie. <laughs> Paul Newman the Ninja Turtle. It needs Turtle? to be a lifetime made for TV Maybe movie. he needs to be the new Ninja oh, Turtle. <laughs> yeah. He's the fifth turtle. Right. Okay. Let Paul, me run through some of his films. Paul <laughs> Numatello. Um, he will not be in Paul Newman the Ninja Turtle. <laughs> this is a. They're going to have to CG his face in. <laughs> On a turtle body? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it the other way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in 1954, he was in a, The Silver Chalice. Somebody Up There Likes Me. The Rock. This isn't all 1954. I'm just reading off now. The Rock? Um, yeah, it was called. Oh, The Rock. Oh. The Rack. Oh, boobs. Uh, I can barely read in the dark. <laughs> um, the Helen Morgan story, Until They Sail, The Long Hot Summer, The Left-Handed Gun, Kinky, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, Rally Around the Flag Boys, The Young Philadelphians from the Terrace, Exodus, uh, Good point. Good point. The Hustler, Paris Blues, Sweet Bird of Youth, Humming Waves, Adventures of a Young Man. Oh, uh, Humming Waves. A New Kid yeah, in of Love. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Not Hummer Waves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> the <Shop of> <laughs> what a way to go! The outraged lady, L. Harper, torn curtain, ombre, cool hand, Luke, the secret war of Harry Frigg, winning, ombre. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, W. U. S. Sundance Kid. <laughs> I said Sundance. Uh. Um, sometimes <laughs> a great notion. Pocket money. The Life and Times of Pocket Money is probably another porn. Life and Times of Judge Roy Bean, the Macintosh Man. Anal. Oh, about computers. Yes. <laughs> Hello, I'm Mac. I'm a PC. <laughs> the Towering Inferno. Ah, the uh, based on the roller coaster at Disney. <laughs> the Drowning Pool, based on the band. Buffalo Bill and the Indians. Oh. Slapshot Quintet. When Time Ran Out for Fort Apache, the Bronx. Absence of Malice. Come along with me. The Verdict. Harry and Son, The Color of Money, Fat Man and Little Boy. That's another porn. <laughs> <laughs> Blaze, Mr. and Mrs. Bridge, La Classa Americana. He's gay. The Hudsucker Proxy. Ooh, another Nobody's porn. Twilight. That was a Message terrible a movie, bottle, by the way. Where the Money Is. Um, I don't remember seeing Oh, that and he won an Academy Award for The Color of Money, by the way. <laughs> Someone did. Um, and proxy that does normally does good movies. But Road to Perdition was good his movie? last big film. We did Cars too, did he? Oh, but his last big film he acted oh, in. Road to Perdition was good. Yeah, he was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. 
94 or um, He did Our Towns. He was a, uh, Empire Falls. Yeah, Joel Cullen. Magnificent Desolation, Walking on the Moon 3D. He was a voiceover. Cars and Dale. Girls love it. But is that uh, was based on... Do- he was Doc Hudson in Cars. What was, was he in Dale? Dale Earnhardt thing. He was Dale Earnhardt? Yeah. He was really big into racing. All he just wanted to race both of those. Yeah. He used to race cars. That's a good point. He was an avid Woo! racer and a race fan. Uh, we can race into his 60s, from what I heard. He like got he got married there a couple times. Others. Yeah, you should note, though, that <coughs> he was married to that one chick for like 50 years. Um... Jo- Joanne Woodward, the actress. Yep. And uh, Holly Hornbeak. What was that? It. He was married to Holly Hornbeak too. Yeah. Right. One of his quotes about marriage is, uh, "Why go out for hamburgers when you have steak at home?" Ooh, I actually. think a beef fan. Really good. Yeah. That's yeah. what I say too. That's exactly <laughs> what I say too. I say that too. Only I say vegan burgers. He's a big fan of the steak. Why well, go out for steak. a regular burger when you have a vegan burger <laughs> at home? Um, You're eating fish now, right? He was, uh, yes. Um, uh, but I, she's she's my vegan burger. Fish tacos. Oh, how sweet. Fish tacos. She had bits of corn He obviously too. founded Newman's Own, which is one of the best food companies in the world. They have great tasting food. And their salad give, dressings are everything badass. after tax is to charity. And it says... Uh, At least it was while he was alive. We'll na- see. Yeah, we'll see what happens now. <laughs> Up to now, they've given about $220 million to charity. That's He could have given more. Look at all the money he's made in well, his life. Well, he's given more on his own, but that's just through Newman's own. On his own? Mm-hmm. On his own, yep. So that's the it. liberal and Dave loves Paul Newman. Of course. I love me some Paul Newman. I think he was really like... Ninja Turtle or no? A man's man, you know? He did everything. He was, seemed to be a decent guy. Everybody respected him. Stayed married to the same chick. Um, that's a good point. You know, he could have torn through every ass in Hollywood if he wanted to. <laughs> I'm a young male with a penis. That's all you had to say. Right. <laughs> so, let's vote on Paul Newman. He's in. Why are we voting? He's in. Dave, he's what is in. your vote? He's in. And <laughs> I also say he's in. It's now official. Paul Newman, the latest attendee Paul to the Newman sexy parties. Or the Ninja Turtle version is now allowed I think to the sexy both, parties. Yeah, Whenever think, you die, you'll get in just because of the <laughs> Paul Newman Ninja Turtle. <laughs> I'm gonna be next year I'm gonna be a Ninja Turtle with a Paul Newman mask. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. So what are we talking about next? You'll be a, dead, uh, you'll be a dead franchise in a dead man's face. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Double exactly. dead. It double fits dead. in. It's into the double dead Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, uh, on the other side of the break is our usual segment uh, for The Shield covering the latest episode. If you don't want to hear spoilers, then go the fuck away. Go fuck your mother. You are listening to The Break Room. Your mom goes to college. Attention, Turtle fans! It's the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Bad Guys series on video cassette. Man, I feel totally jazzed! Join the Green Machines as they team with the Feisty Frogs to battle the maddest, baddest alligator of all. We got him now, boys! Turtles versus Leatherhead. Take off for a close encounter of an alien kind. But totally! <laughs> Turtles versus the Fly. Can the superheroes take this bull by the horn? You always did have a way with whites. Turtles versus Rhino Man. Then, is it hasta la vista, baby, for the baptism? Precisely. Turtles versus the Turtle Terminator. 
collect all four videos of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Bad Guy series. I never felt so pumped in my whole life. On sale now, wherever videos are sold from Family Home Entertainment. Your discretion advised. The Shield Week 5. Federal agent Olivia Murray enlists the strike team to assist in a raid. Vic Mackey suspects a setup but plays along. Shane makes a move to turn Ronnie against Mackey. Got a situation I could use a little help on. Ask and you shall. I need to run it by your captain first and I'll hit you with the details. I'm missing something. Olivia's carrying water for Pizuela. She's in the box of sins. What? brother got jammed up with some mob bookies. As well, I got wind somehow, got proof. Could explain why she's become a fact of life around here all of a sudden. This prick owns a federal agent. He's up our ass collecting intel. You boys gonna let me in on this? Or? I just found out myself. We're still not sure about the size of Pizuela's hook. Oh, it's pretty clear what we need to do. Return the box. We get credit for brokering a peace deal. Our money train debt is paid in full. Now explain to me how that is not in all of our best interests. Another time. Drop the bomb at Olivia is in Pezuela's blackmail box. Now she's walking us into a sketchy case with out-of-town players. You think she's setting us up? Well, I think we gotta assume that she's gonna give Pezuela heads up. Or maybe he decides to strike first. Either way, we gotta watch our backs. Three guys downstairs. One guy up in a loft. All right, Ronnie, nice work. Come on down. Kick down the door, going guns drawn, badges out. Noel's gonna know it was the police to the rescue. That's why we're gonna make it look like a robbery. I'm gonna need you to sell it to Claudette. Fresh hell you're proposing must have come from the mind of Mackie. This operation's got a high degree of difficulty. We are running out of time, and, and I don't have a better idea. Any blowback from Vic Mackie's voodoo law enforcement is on you. Okay, Vic, we're all in position. All right, let's get this done. Vic is going to land you, me, and him in jail. For the rest of our lives, I get him to settle this beef, hand over the box, give everybody a moment's peace. You may hate me, but you know what I'm saying. You know what's right. Shane wants me to have a come to Jesus conversation with you about about ending the war. Turn over the box. I can't give back something I don't have. Acevedo's in possession of the box. And he ain't giving it back to you and me so we can get cuddly with the Armenians. Besides, if Olivia's been ratting us out to Pizuela, we've got even bigger problems. That's where I can see him. Drop that. I've kept you out of the mix. And at some point you were going to squeeze me for a favor. I'm in this so deep. And I don't know how to get myself out. You're talking to the right guy. The Shield. The all-new season continues. Tuesday at 10. Only on FX. So, we're here to discuss <laughs> Game Face. Episode 80 of The Shield. Written by... Someone <coughs> shitty. Someone... No, directed by Michael Carlos Chiklis. Carlos Yeah. Directed by Michael Chiklis. Written by Charles E. Egley. Who can go fuck himself. Go ahead. So, the basic story is, of course, some girl's kidnapped, uh, the daughter of a drug kingpin, supposedly. And, uh... Good the, God! 
What? Fucking beeper guy over there. <laughs> Sorry. And the uh, the ICE agent Olivia wants the strike team to help get the chick out without alerting uh, the chickless, alerting the father help to police the, presence. The chickless out. <laughs> uh, at the same time, the uh, chickless uh, lets her know that he's on to her about the blackmail. And Ronnie finds Which out. Which one? Huh? Which blackmail? The blackmail box. What's his oh, name? Yeah, that's what I was asking. Cruz Vesuela. Oh, um, okay. And Ronnie, find, Ronnie finds out that uh, Aceveda has the uh, blackmail box, which I could have sworn. I thought he already knew that. Put in my ass. I didn't know that nobody else knew. I thought Ronnie already knew that. Uh, I figured Ronnie would have known that, if anybody. I know Vic knew that. <coughs> did you know Vic knew that? I was surprised that Vic knew that. Um, what they I, didn't I know he told him that? I was surprised, too, considering he <laughs> seems like he's getting dumber and dumber. Yes. Um, the other part of this episode, which was not covered in the preview, was uh, the Dutch story again. He brought back the uh, potential serial killer kid, brought in an FBI uh, profiler to uh, have a look at him, and uh, also at the same time talked to uh, a serial killer that he and Claudette wow. caught. Well, that was another big part of it was the dude, the serial killer and Claudette talking. That's true. The serial killer from what season five? Yeah. It was something like season was. four or five. Yeah. Yeah, he, they basically he strangled a bunch of people and, and they his sister faked sister. that. No, they faked that he killed his sister. Right to get him to confess. Did they fake it. I don't remember that. Yeah, wow. They got him to confess that. They okay. even said that in this episode. Actually, well, no, they said that they created a scenario. They didn't fake her death though. Or yes, fake they the ev- did. Did she they fake in- the evidence that she would that she died? There was nothing hands? to do with his sister at all. Well, I know her they- sister was in yeah. the police station. Yeah, I, okay, yes, I yeah. remember that part. So he confessed to the other stuff when he... Yeah, they, they lied they were, about it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, they were saying they faked her death. I was going to say, I no, don't no, that at all. To him, they well, did. Okay. <laughs> but she really died, and died. they set up the evidence that he did it. Okay, that did not happen. She did not really die. Anyways, the guy is representing himself, and uh, in a deposition, he is uh, depositing Claudette. Depositioning. Yeah. Depoing. Reproing. Uh... And the subject of her lupus comes up. Uh, he finds basically he's been digging, or he hired somebody to dig through her trash and found her medication. And uh, so some dude took a dump and spun the wastebasket. <laughs> he asserts that the these steroids she's on for her lupus are affecting her judgment, and it could potentially harm the case. Um, yeah. In return for not exposing this information, which would ruin her career, uh, he wants the death penalty pulled off the table, which does happen. Bleh. Uh, at the same time, Dutch talks to him about this kid, shows him a videotape, and the guy agrees that the kid, there's something fucked up with him. Uh, and then finally, uh, the continuing saga of he Vic and his daughter. Uh, apparently his daughter has set up a pimp and hose party <laughs> and uh, has has some obtained some ecstasy and some pot. Kill me, kill me now. And uh, The most boring yeah. part of the story. Stupidest part of the whole show. Yeah. So there's that. And his stupid kid with Ronnie or whatever. Oh, yeah. Where he won't with give Danny? up his, With Danny, yeah. I always <laughs> say Ronnie. <laughs> I don't Ronnie had a kid. I always say that. Um, his stupid kid with Danny that he all of a sudden cares enough about to not give up his fatherly rights or whatever. Right, yeah. Ugh. As a result of probably this. Does, yeah. he, does he fling his own shit? I'm having a problem with this season. Seasons until now... I've always liked him as the anti-hero. Yeah. This season, I just can't stand anything that he does. Really? Like, none of his... He's turned into a complete dumbass. Every decision he makes just gets him in more trouble. He never actually gets himself out of any trouble. <clears throat> Everyone else is smarter than him that he's around right now, and he won't listen to any of them. Wasn't well, that kind of the point of the season, to flip the tables? 
I guess. I just don't like it as much. So you like him to always be on top? Yeah. I, like I do. him on top. I don't like no, being I just around. like when when he's not being a badass and being in charge, it's not as cool. When he's having to like cover up every single thing he's doing because anything he does could get him in trouble. I agree with that too. He can't really be a badass like he wants to. His badassery has gone downhill a little bit in the past few seasons because he keeps getting knocked down and yeah. you know he was running the barn in season one basically and, you mm-hmm. know and since his whatever that was lieutenant that went down that they try to get to Mexico and all that shit ever since he went down he's been steadily losing power a little bit but his schemes have been a lot better in years past I personally I think the whole blackmail box thing is kind of dumb. Yeah. Uh, it's one of their weakest storylines ever. Well, it's because that whole stretching thing, which we discussed ad nauseum. I think the dialogue in this episode was particularly bad. Really? Just like this, uh, asking you shall. Are you just a badass because you don't you say shall. receive? Everything that that DEA agent said was yeah. retarded. And then that then he comes back into her uh, apartment at the end, and he's trying to be a badass. And she's like, oh, if you wanted to ask me for a drink, you could or if you wanted to ask me out for a drink, you could have just asked. He's like, you don't carry my poor. Yeah. That's stupid. That is really dumb. Stupid lines in this episode. Yeah. Or I was a... I agree with that. A DEA agent on the tank, on the take, isn't on my list. Exactly. Yeah. Some, they're trying to be too badass in this yeah. episode. They're trying to be a little too cute with the dialogue. Yeah. And the show is not about being cute. It's supposed to be about real emotion, raw emotion. Exactly. I don't have a problem with the fact that the tables have been turned on What's him. That? I don't have a problem with that Jesus at all. Conversation. I think it's a good character conflict. I think he's been on the downfall slowly ever since he killed Terry Crowley. Yeah, he so is. Since season one. That's kind of been the whole point. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. But you're right. The dialogue was terrible. Um, I don't like the whole daughter storyline at all. There's not Boring. as much gang stuff going on. Like, yeah. The one gang thing, they had some gang that is like working with them. Yeah, right. to set up a fake gang bust, which was very retarded. Why did they do that? They couldn't. They didn't have like five black agents they could pretend were gang members <laughs> right. instead of going and getting real gang members. And well, why did the gang members do it? Yes, What's that, their I don't know. Why were they acting perfectly cool with well, the helping guy, out? The guy wanted his caddy back. Oh, whatever. Come on. And then once again, where was Tavon? Why couldn't they bring Tavon back to act as part of the gang? Once again, we have. What's the black angel's name? Julian. Julian being the ultimate badass out of nowhere. Hi. Hey, he and, protested against the weed smoking in the car. And his only other uh, purpose in this whole episode was to walk into the room so Vic quit talking to Shane. Yes. Right. Those were his two purposes in this whole episode. But all of a sudden, he's cool with pretending to be an undercover gang member. Yeah. And he's ultimate badass going in, like cussing and saying, get out of here, bitch. Yeah. yeah that's insane. In there and, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. <coughs> Yeah, they should. To have. me, quite frankly, this episode I found the Dutch storyline much more interesting. Yes, I did yeah. too. Oh, I was disappointed. The Dutch and the Claudette storyline. Yeah, I was disappointed they left Billings out for the most part again. I've gone to like. I've gotten to like that guy. I don't mind if he's there or not. It's, if they have something for him, fine. But if not, I'm not going to miss him. But you're right. the The whole Dutch Claudette serial killers situation was much more interesting. It was, this episode. Be- it was way better than the main story. I, I think it would be awesome if we get a show with just those characters. But that's nah, not that won't happen. Nah. I don't think that would uh, would pass, unfortunately. No, <coughs> not since Dutch is going to be on Sons of Anarchy. It's true. That's a good point. And they've had they've had this whole Vic getting his badge back thing lingering a little too long, too. Yeah. I think they should have resolved that at some point, just giving it back to him. Yeah, like months and months are going by of him just being nearly blowing out. in the wind. No and one really is doing anything. Pasuela did something to move the hearing on, and you know, yeah. I, I don't know. Right. Even though he walked out of the hearing, somehow he was able to exactly. get it moved months back where he can still do his normal stuff. Yeah, exactly. So do you think what... And, you know, Claudette wants Ronnie to lead the strike team 
tried to force that near the beginning of the season, yet Vic still runs everything. She doesn't really say much about yeah, it. She and kinda, that's not her personality to do that either. She kind of cares, but she's not doing anything. But mm-hmm. in years past, she would have done something yeah. about it. You know? These characters are they're morphing in a weird way in this in this particular season. I don't mind the Claudette, how she's changing. I think it's actually kind of a natural progression, but... A little bit, but still. On her storylines. On the Vic storyline, no. Yeah. On her storylines, I think it's, it's perfectly written. Yeah. You know, the fact that she's feeling useless... Or she's feeling no, I understand she's that. breaking down. And I really love the moment where Dutch, not only did he make her feel weak by bringing up the lupus, he made her feel like she was ineffective and that she was just a manager and Dutch no longer is like a cop. Obsessed with her lupus, he is. I think he wants to have sex with her lupus. <laughs> I think so. Weird. How would you do that? He wants lupus farts. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I I don't know. I was watching it. I just wasn't really getting into it last night. I, I, I think really it was a huge why. letdown from last week's episode. I was going to say the week before was yeah, a lot better. The week better. before was good. It was mm-hmm. a good episode. I thought it, we were progressing, and then this came up, and I'm like, hmm, this is not too good. Maybe it's because they switch writers every single week. Yeah. Well, it's kind of normal with the TV show, though. Yeah. I mean, that's what but you sometimes have. Sometimes if you get a storyline, it'll have the same writer writing for a couple episodes. In well, a that's row. why you have Sean Ryan, somebody like Sean Ryan who created the series that's the head of the writer's room and supposed to keep those things consistent. Yeah. Unfortunately, the dialogue <clears throat> and, and things like that don't always pass. Oh. And Really I've never, I've never thought. I know that sometimes the women don't act too well on the show. Mm-hmm. We've all said that, and I agree with that. They don't have the best female actors. But this dialogue, I've never noticed it being bad before. But this episode, it was just, yeah, like we said, it was just too cutesy. And does his wife not have a fucking phone? Yeah, I know. How come she can up? never ever call him? She has to go all the way down to the station <laughs> every single episode. Yeah, so she can get an on-screen credit, get paid. Oh, good point. Make a call and let the camera go to her house. Hey, at least they didn't bring the daughter into this episode. At least Shane's wife hasn't been in it in a while. Yes. <laughs> True. But it's a good point. I'd say thumbs down on this episode personally. I I thought it could have been way better than it was. I uh, can't say down. I'm going to say sideways for the Dutch storyline is what saved it. For the main story itself, that's a good point. thumbs down. That's a good point. Okay. it had a good storyline in it, I'm going to give it a sideways. I though. agree with that sideways. Did I change it? Because I, yeah, I didn't take into account the Dutch storyline. I'll give it a thumbs down just because overall I didn't like it very much. Yeah. So what did you think of last week's episode? Um, what happened to that one again? Uh, that was the one where there was the fire at the Armenian safe house and uh, Vic... Resian wanted Vic to set up the meeting with the Mexicans, and uh, he told Vic that he had the box and he didn't have the box, of course. Yeah. And uh, that was that thing where, of course, Cassidy gets into it with her dad, and he shakes her, and yeah. whatever. I think that was the and week he, before, actually. That's the, where the psychopath started. The beaver from Veronica Mars came in. So, But anyway. Yeah, myself, I thought that was a really good episode. I give that so one a thumbs up. And then this one just... Uh, it barely gets a sideways thumb, just due to the fact... Just due to that sub-story. Yeah. It's, but anyway, I agree. It could have been much darker. I think they need to lay off like the strong main storyline for a couple of episodes. Hey, look at the next episode description. Tavon's uh, gonna be there. Sweet. All right, Tavon's. <laughs> I, Tavon. Yeah, look at me, the the uh, psychic. I I really liked Tavon when he was on the uh, show. I thought he was a great character. I think they're gonna bring back all kinds of you yeah. know cameos from previous seasons. Maybe they'll bring back the uh, double dead uh, lieutenant. Who was uh, what's his name? Who Peggy was, Bundy. Who was played by uh, Tavon? Like, uh, is he the gang? Is he the question. bald guy that they put in the uh, locked him into the thing and made him fight with the other gang leader? Who played came Tavon? Out? No, Tavon's the uh, no, other strike team guy, the black strike oh, team guy, that the guy. one that got beat up oh, by yeah, uh, okay. by uh, horse tooth jackass. Ah, yes, okay. 
Yeah, I was thinking of him or Anthony. I was thinking of Anthony Anderson or that other guy. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Well, who did Anthony Anderson play? You he remember? was the uh, he was the, one of the gang leaders that was okay. playing. He went to jail for yeah. a long time yeah. and then had all the scenes. Antoine in jail. Mitchell. Antoine Mitchell. That's who. Okay, that's who I was thinking yeah. of. I forgot about Tavon because he was another one that they had on and they keep out of everything. And yeah. Anyway. So all right. Uh, oh, and the other thing was. Shane tried to get Ronnie to flip over to uh, Vic's side or to uh, his own side, and ah, fuck Shane. Ronnie didn't do it, so nobody's gonna listen to him. Blah blah blah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, so you said thumbs down. We said thumbs sideways. There you go. Not the strongest showing for this. Not show. so much. Usually very strong Not show. So well, I say usually before season seven, it's had its up and downs. So we got about ten episodes left. Yep. All right, another. Uh, well, unlike the Shield, this episode gets. Like three thumbs up. That's one, two, one. And you can call four, us there. Three, two, nine, mutated thumb up. Nine, eight, two, seven. That's one, two, one, four, three, two, nine, nine, eight, two, seven. Gonna go the check out the the new homepage on breakroom.org. Right. Freshly redesigned with our our, our icons. Yes. If I can fucking talk. MySpace.com slash the breakroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> We we're do coming, check it every once a month. We're coming towards episode 100 on there. So that's a good point. Be aware. <laughs> we will get there right around the corner. And uh, thanks to those of you who have left uh, comments on iTunes. Uh, I know we'll it's weird because we have a split feed and TalkShoe continues to publish our shit. Or somebody <laughs> does. So it's kind of split. TalkShoe does? Yeah, somebody's doing it. We've got two feeds on there. Mm. Uh, double, double, dead. Right. Feeds. Double, double break room. Double dead break room. Are you upset um, about it? Do you hate them for it? Here's the opinion I hate. I, I just hate like one feed that I do not yeah. approve of. And unless you're in my immediate circle, I do not approve of you. <laughs> and therefore, you incur my wrath. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Talk to talk right. you. You can find all the relevant links at breakroom.org. Talk like the shittiest thing ever invented. Including links to our forums, which you can find at popsyndicate.com, along with many, many other fine podcasts, which I will not... I really don't here. understand why Aaron still uses talk to you. No, it's like know. the free. worst thing ever. It's free. It's, too, it's horrible enough that it shouldn't... They should be paying him to use it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the Pop Syndicate shows other than Paper Bag. Even though they ragged on me, I still love them. So you don't like Cinema Die Ball I anymore? like all ten minutes of their show. <laughs> you don't like Cinema Die Ball anymore? Yeah, they're alright. Have you been listening wow. to them still? I listen to them every now and again. Uh, you went from super fan. I really liked them for a couple episodes. What happened? I don't know. Just See, don't like them anymore? You can only listen to so much I horror unless you're sometimes. a super fan yeah. boy. Exactly. I'm just, you know... So that uh, flaming love affair with Cinema Diabolic is over. It flamed out real quick. Wow. Well, at least it was... He, uh, all he wants to do is watch Mondo Goro. Exactly. That's at least it. other it than rough. that, he's not interested in it on the show. <laughs> if you, they review that again, I'll listen to it again. <laughs> Did you at least get a good dicking out of it? Huh? Oh, this is the head. That had to be the funniest episode I've ever heard. Talking about Chopper Dave, the little black homo horse tooth jackass. But what a piece of flaming shit. His wife, I can't stand her. And his fucking daughter, I would have picked her up and throw her against the wall. It makes me want to fucking vomit. Fucking cock. No, I guess that's about it. Well, I'll be seeing you later. Peace.